yeah, it's been a year of reminding myself every day and you guys remind us of this, that we can show up as ourselves and that is 100% all you need from us. I'll never do that voice again. No. <laughs> Happy New Year! Happy <laughs> New Year. I wish we could um, grab, like, do you ever think about like when people are singing Happy Birthday and just grab like one person's audio oh, and yeah. help pass up? <laughs> it's like when the ball drops, when everyone's like, Happy New Year! Or like, <laughs> Happy New I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to be like... <laughs> yeah, you always have to go up because you feel like a... Happy New Year. <laughs> you know? Especially as a girl. Yeah. You're like, I need to be... I need to be femme. <laughs> Super femme. At the house with Justin, we're always... We always like sing songs. And I always... He used to... Whenever we'd sing, he'd be like... He'd be like... <laughs> and he would hold back. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've been really working with him to let it rip. Mm-hmm. So and every day I let it rip. He's been singing really well. Wow. Yeah. That probably feels so good. It feels so good. He held back his whole life from singing. Mm-hmm. And now he lets it rip. <laughs> it's Damn. so funny because you could see the second where he's like, ah, and then he's like, ah. <laughs> so we like yell at the house. It's so funny. I wonder what the neighbors think. I wonder oh, what I know. All of our neighbors. Think, I don't think ours can hear honest. us, but you sure? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I don't think it's this like high tech like I know, insulation. It's, it's not at all. We live Same in with mine. A I'm like everyone can hear Pueblo. <laughs> I can hear our freaking crazy neighbors, so they can definitely hear us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to tell you about my dream the other night. Oh, yeah. Um, so I did dream that Justin was on Hinge. Mm. And he was he was <laughs> getting girls on Hinge. So I was like, what the hell? And well, how I knew it, because he was like in the bathroom. And I was like, I walked with him in the in the bathroom in my dream. And I was like, what is he doing? And I could see his phone on the ground. <laughs> and his phone was on the ground faced up. And it was the camera. And he was like, taking pictures of the underside of his balls. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like I could in my dream I could see like the purple like totally the, his balls and I was like what is he doing the purple <laughs> it was so gross and then, and then he was like oh you can't see this I'm like what and he's like I'm on hinge and he, I was like what are you doing <laughs> him being honest honest and I was like give me your phone and he's like no you can't see and he's like I sent this to one girl on hinge <laughs> <laughs> and it was a picture of his ball set <laughs> the most unattractive part of it. literally man. that's what I was thinking I was like he's so hot and like whatever and I'm like he sent a picture of his ball sack <laughs> like the grundle and part of the literally ball. like the nastiest part on hinge that was my dream and I was literally heartbroken oh. and in, in the dream he had three sisters 
which is so weird because he's an only child. So it was me and three sisters sitting on a bed and they're like, so what happened to you guys? And I was like, you guys didn't know. (laughs) He said pictures to girls on hinge. And then in my dream, I was like going through, I'm like, is this breakup worthy? You know, I like didn't know. I was like, do you break up? Should I break up with him? If you sent pictures to standing on on one leg for 50 years and then you put your one leg down for an hour. I was like one ball sack (laughs) picture. Is that going to do us in? (laughs) That was a Dan Savage episode callback. Yeah. If you guys remember about um, monogamy. Um, Wow. I know. I wonder what that means. I mean, nothing, but I think it's just. Oh, I I think I had that dream a lot about the cheating thing. Mm. Just because Probably it, like from before Justin. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Never about him. Yeah. I've never actually yeah. wondered mm-hmm. the entire time we've been together and you know, him for me, but yeah, I don't know. It's just the pain. Sometimes I feel a lot of pain in my dreams, you know, like yes. literally like deep heartbreak. Like yes. I'm like deeply affected yes. by whatever situations are going on. It's usually like this it's like longing either yeah. it's someone has died and I, I see them in my dream and I'm like, I don't want to wake up. Like, I just want to like, I want to be with them and be so happy with them. And then I start to lay, I, I feel myself almost as if like the cry feeling in your throat. And I'm like, no, you know, cause yeah. you know, it's going to end. But yeah, it's so funny how you can feel things so, so deeply intensely. Like I was thinking, mm. it felt like it was really happening. You know, it always, it almost feels yeah. like that a lot of times too, when I'm scared or whatever, it's like mm. really happening. And I wonder why, That's why, you know, it's just interesting. It's almost giving you more experience. Yeah. Cause like in, in your place on earth and in present time, it's like you experience pain and heartache mm-hmm. and happiness and whatever, but so much of it is just joy. I mean, we're, you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe it is kind of like, like stretching your emotions yeah. in your dream. I've felt that before though. You know, mm. there's emotions, It was, but it's for me, it's an identifying of emotions I've felt. I've felt that, you know, for, for many years in other relationships. So, you know, and I've, and I've also given that feeling to people. So it was just, yeah, it's interesting. I've, Cause it, cause that's for me, like I've thought about that where it can like make you more emotionally complex to feel these things in dreams, but it's almost like identify feelings that I've already felt yeah. that are being called back. Mm. But I wonder what, yeah, it's just weird. It's so interesting. I don't know. I know. Got to bring Connie back on. I know. We do. <laughs> we do. Connie Kaplan. Connie. <laughs> dreams, dreams episode callback. <laughs> well, oh, guys, it's just us. It's been a year. Wow, it's been a year. Mm-hmm. 2018. Mm-hmm. I think this was our, I mean, we've been doing this for what, two, a little over two years, but this year felt like, I don't know, like my body turned inside out. Like my heart was out on my, outside of my body. My mind was blown over and over and over. And it was hard. It was like a year of intense growth, I think mm-hmm. too. Yeah, you really did the work too. I'm still in it. Yes. You're still in it, but you've really, I wanted to commend you for mm. really doing the work. Thanks. Lindsay's been, you can tell him what you've been doing, but she's really been taking in what we've been learning and really applying it to your life. Yeah. And I know a lot of you out there are doing just that as well, but uh, it's never been like the felt right before to to take the time for myself to do that. And I've really been... Uh, it just feels like a mental and emotional spa day every day, which is really nice because I, you know, it's not going to be like that forever. And for when, as we grow, I really want to be 
the best version of myself for you, for our community, for my family and friends who I want to maintain those relationships like, and really give a lot more love to that. So I have just been, yeah, focusing on expanding my container, working with a therapist, which feels like fucking amazing every week. Um, And then when I eventually meet that person and like share a life with someone and then eventually have kids, just being able to take care of myself as I take in more love and feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's been really, really good. Um, But couldn't do it without you. Yeah, I know. Could not. We wouldn't be here. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Yeah, the therapy thing. I need to, I keep getting called. I need to get on that. I just need to get over the fact that I think they're not going to mind rape me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's... Uh, or I just... It's my own thing of being like and ana- analyzing what I'm saying already. Like I do enough analysis of everything I say and do. Yeah. I'm like, oh, then I'm analyzing them, analyzing me doing that. And I'm going to say it this way because I know that they're thinking this. That's being what my I, own little therapist in my head. And they'll call you... That's, that's kind of... It, the point is they'll call... You're not the first person to do that. For sure. And like they'll call you out on that. I think one of the first ones I was in there, she's like, are you uncomfortable? And I was like kind of prim and proper sitting and like Mm. had a weird outfit on. And I was just like, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. She's like, do you feel like you have to like look me in the eye the whole time? You know, like really kind of just like, cause I am a people pleaser. So I'm like, I should look her in the eye the whole time. I should be present and da, da, da. And she's like, this is your session. Like you can be laying upside down and like, with your eyes closed the whole time. Like, I don't give a fuck, but like, you know what I mean? Like where they help you hopefully to kind of break down maybe like patterns and things that you do on a daily basis between you and you, like you said, just overthinking things. Like I do the same thing, not overthinking, just thinking. And you're able to kind of see it. And over time I've been able to just like, it, it, it's a rapport where, like some days I'll just go in there and it'll literally just be like a vomiting of everything I'm thinking, you know, rather than first or second session, I was like, okay, we're going to talk about this and I need to like address this, just being and allowing it to flow. But I know what you mean. It's very interesting. We can't go to the same therapist. I know, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't even listen to the pod. She's like, I can't, I don't want to follow you on Instagram. I don't want to listen to the pod. She's like, but I want to because it sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I prefer not to. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Love it. So today we wanted to, I don't know, reflect on this past year. Um, and more importantly, to look forward to the new year. Lots of good things coming. So we wanted to share highs, lows, and what we learned. It's kind of a good thing if you're sitting around with family or friends around this time of year, I love this one. It sounds cheesy, but it really gets people to open up. Mm. And it's really nice. Mm. Yeah, it's fun because I feel like our friends are all down mm-hmm. with the, this kind of stuff too, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. It's funny to do it with like my mom and dad. Totally. I mean, it's so uncomfortable. If they're thinking about <laughs> further than tonight for dinner. Yeah. Like my dad would be like, I mean, we talked about it when we were in Australia. It was very, it was blank stares. Really? All around. So it's probably emotional too, to, to, for them to think that they haven't thought about that. That would make me emotional that like 
that hasn't even been a thought. A guy I like dated back in New York would do this every dinner we would have. What? I was like, whoa, this is, this is growth. We would pray and then we would do this high, low, and what we learned. I like that. It's beautiful. I was also back in the day, wasted in New York and a fucking loser. And he was way evolved. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you got to have good shit going on to to say. (laughs) I'm like, hi. I'm like, I'm high right now. Yeah. (laughs) If I'm in like a depressed state, I'm like, fuck this game. (laughs) Praying at dinner. Yeah. Literally. Fuck this. But then it's like, you have good news. You're like, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. After I got started getting involved, every dude that I would date, I'd make them do like the gratefuls at the end of the day. And I'm pretty yeah. sure they now do that with their girlfriends or wives. Of course so they are fucking well. And their wives. 100%. <laughs> of course they do. I could think of a few. I'm like, you do that mm. with your wife right now. You're welcome. You're welcome. I say, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, bitch. You want to share? Yeah. Okay. So hi. So let's start with a low from the year. Um, For me this year, uh, it was really challenging mentally, I guess, like my mental game at points was really hard because I'm so analytical and I'm so aware, I guess, in a good way and in a bad way. And really just to take feedback and to take um, information from people and Mm. to figure out what's worth it and what's not worth it. And I know that you guys, you know, whether you're at your job or with your family or with your friends, you know, you're always kind of getting feedback, whether it's energetic whether it's emotional, um, whether it's verbal feedback, you know, so to figure out what's true and what's not true, what you can apply, what you shouldn't apply can sometimes be really challenging, you know, to operate as the person that you want to be, but understanding that you're going to be forgiving with yourself and that you're going to appreciate the path that you're on and that you're going to understand that you're never going to be perfect, um, you know, can often be challenging, especially when we're doing such intense, having such intense, intense conversations like these in, on such a public platform. So that was like, just really hard. And, you know, with like any relationship I had in my life too, just, I don't know. It's just hard for me at times to not blame myself, but, you know, I kind of like take every situation, like responsibility for it, like, Mm -hmm. because I can create the energy of a relationship. So sometimes it's really hard for me because I can control that energy, but then it feels like a burden at times. And sometimes I wish I was like more supported, I guess, in that way. So, you know, I, I found that really challenging. So it's just like the general feeling of anxiety and, of wondering if how I'm spending my time in the is in the appropriate way, if I'm doing the best for myself, learning how to relax, learning how to slow down and not beat myself up for it and not get nervous about it. And then, you know, another thing that's kind of popped up is like, just feel like I'm trying to figure out where in my life I've had this thing of feeling like left out, mm-hmm. you know, there are point, and you would never think like, and whenever I had that feeling, like a hundred people come in my life and remind me that like I'm not ever left out. But there are points in time when I'll look at Instagram stories or I'll look at certain things and I'm feeling like I'm left out or mm. that I wasn't invited or, you know, something like that. When really like wherever I am is where I'm supposed to be. And I always know that. So yeah. that kind of was like an insecurity that I didn't know that I was playing with that 
I kind of am working with now. And I think social media probably created that or exacerbated it. So, you know, I think as I get older, I'll be able to be more confident in wherever I am and what I'm doing. But that was like also something too that kept like coming up for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people deal with with that. So I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate. And I, I too think it almost is like cyclical where if I'm thinking of like myself, say in middle school or something or yourself, like in elementary school, like I'm sure there were some really defining moments that maybe we don't remember where we were left out, you know, or, you know, felt like an outsider. I was never in the cool group. I was always like the nice one and the teachers liked me, but I was never in the quote unquote cool group. They were kind of bad, you know, and I was too concerned with rules to be bad, but I really wanted to be their friends. But like, but that, yeah, that feeling of just, being left out. And there's this like gap in communication because you almost can't even express it. It's like, if you express it, then I would think you would start to feel like, well, it's all me. Like I'm just, I'm creating this in my head, but then it is, but it's also important to express it, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. It's, but like, and that's just like the duality that I'm living in, which is like this, like hell, Uh, you know, it's obviously not hell, but it is feels like hell sometimes because it's like, I don't want to do anything because I I need to recharge and I need to be Mm -hmm. alone. But then you, you know, you want to do everything. And I feel shameful if I'm not doing everything, but if I'm doing everything, then I'm, then I feel ashamed because I'm not giving myself the one-on-one time that I deserve, you know, or the like TLC that I deserve. So I'm looking forward to like breaking through the duality that I have or the conversations that I'm having related to that in my life. So I can feel more confident in just being, and it's funny, like, I've been eating a lot of processed foods in the past couple of weeks. And I think that has a lot to do with Mm -hmm. it. A lot to do with like my, the mental anguish that I've been having as it, you know, relates to that. Yeah. The gut health. And Mm -hmm. I notice when I'm eating like certain things, like either my, I feel foggy in my brain. So then I get frustrated more easily. So I'm like, why am I can't think and talk and then I'm unable to communicate how I'm really feeling and yeah, completely. Um, but I felt, I mean, I felt good the other day. We had, you know, you and I had a moment cause I'm like such a loner sometimes, or I just do things, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't always think of other people to be completely honest. So I felt really good that you brought it up mm. where you felt left out. Yeah. And I was like, totally. I want to do more of that. I, I, I want you to do more of yeah, that and same. I want to do more of that too. Yeah. So we had a situation, Lindsay and I, where um, Lindsay was a fucking bitch. And- <laughs> <laughs> so Lindsay was just being a big old bitch. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So we were like on our way back from something and Lindsay and I have a lot of the same friends. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we're so close that we know basically everyone in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. And there was a situation where she was doing something and it was with someone that I knew. And I was like, I don't, I was just having this feeling where I was like, I was like, why am I not invited to that? Mm-hmm. And I kind of like had a moment in the car and like Lindsay and I are moving so fast too that I do this oftentimes with like a lot of people as well. But I was like kind of bummed. I'm like, why am I not invited to that? You know, I was just like, ah. Oh. And I was like kind of annoyed for a minute. And then after like 10 minutes of like being annoyed, I would just like said, I was like, oh, I'm kind of like upset that I wasn't invited. And we were able to like talk it out. But 
that's definitely something I want to do in the future is just kind of yeah. bring up, you know, whether it's you or Justin or even our team our too. Team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just kind of say, and Chloe did that, you know, there was a situation mm-hmm. where Chloe this year, I was so thankful that she said, so proud of her, so proud, um, something to us about, I think it was just like something related to the business that she kind of thought, you know, didn't feel sit exactly right with her and she wanted to do it a little bit differently. And it made me feel really, really good that she trusted me with that. Yes. And you know, that's something, last thing I'll say, but another thing I've been dealing with too is the way that I would grew up was if you had feelings, it was bad. If you had feelings, you it wasn't good. And we were kind of almost my whole life like manipulated into not feeling because of like my parents, you know, my parents like kind of manipulated us into not feeling because it was too much for them. Mm-hmm. So to have so many feelings, I guess, and learn that I can express them in a way that's loving and that's okay. And that doesn't mean I'm a bad person. You know, to have feelings doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you have to like express them and understand the other person's perspective. Yes. So that's something else too. Yeah. I forget who told us recently. They're like, you need to be oh, bitchier. Colette. But, yeah. Colette. I, I thought this- that, but I don't think it means be a bitch. I think it means just speaking your truth. And if some people think it's bitchy, then fine. But most people res- will respect it. 100%. Yeah. Colette, um, she does. Yeah. What is that called? Yeah. She's a facialist in Vancouver. Clarite Wellness. C-L-A-R-I-T-E Wellness. Another I'm level. so pissed. You guys, it's actually go. another level. It's like the most <laughs> insane thing I've ever done. She is, yeah, she's in Vancouver. I think she's gonna be coming to LA and we'll hopefully be able to like do something with her, but mm. she's incredible. Amazing. I can't pinpoint a, a moment, but it was the time when I was um, still teaching at full class load. I think you were still full time at your job. You know, the podcast was really taking off but I just felt like I was spread so thin and then I just was fucking up so much. And I know you felt that at your full-time job, but you were killing it in the pod. And I was just like fucking up. And I just had like so much anxiety about the way I was showing up. I'm like, so I'm fucking up. So like, but maybe they could do this without me. You know, like literally having thoughts where like, I'm like, she could just do this without me. Cause like, I don't know what I'm offering right now, to be honest. So, you know, having those conversations with myself were really annoying and really taking up so much brain space where it was taking away from like me being creative for the podcast and just flowing, you know? So yeah, it was just a period of time. And then I went, you know, part-time with Soul and that definitely helped. But there was still this like tug where I was like, hmm like a lot of my energy was still going to teaching people. And, and so, yeah, it's been a year of realizing that like, I am so taken care of by people and by source and just by almost 30, you know, like reminding myself every day. And you guys remind us of this, that we can show up as ourselves and, that is 100% all you need from us. And and um, if it's a day where I'm fucking up a lot, like, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have you where it's like, you see it 
we have a conversation and like, we just move forward. It's never, it's never do or die. Like you fuck up a third time and you're out. Like we're, we're doing this together. But for so long, like that was just my, the loop thought of like, ah, oh, fuck, you know? Um, and just feeling like in between that feeling of like, ugh, like not settled yet into what we were doing. Yeah. And I was, cause I was working my full-time job and stuff. I was so unhappy, mm-hmm. you know? So it was often like, I was so stressed out because I was sneaking around all day. We would, we should set the scene for them. Some days it was like me coming from soul cycle, sweaty as hell, literally fresh out of class, running back here. Krista would be running from her place. She's on like a phone call with her, her boss and her team and doing whatever. And literally it would, her call would run late because her boss was like fucking nitpicking about something. I would be like setting up the studio. I'm like, the guest is here. Like we gotta go. Like it would be so fucking stressful and crazy. Everything would work out. But like, I just, I would, I I felt for you too during that time because it was the moment you stepped out of that and were in alignment. I mean, it was the craziest thing to watch. I was like, whoa. It was just felt so bad. Like I would just be like sneaking around and just like doing so bad, you know, at my job. Like it was just felt terrible. And so I felt like I was so focused on our business. Like not like it was like I was like pressuring it, but like because I was good at it, you know, so I was like good at it. And like it's hard when I was so bad at my job, you know, I wasn't so bad, whatever. But I wasn't like excelling. And then we had this thing where I'm like sneaking around. I'm working all the time. You know, I'm getting up in the morning. I'm doing it at lunch. I'm doing it at the end of the day. I'm doing my blog. I'm doing it all weekend, you know, everything. And it was just really unhealthy. And it just didn't feel good for either of us, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was my low. Yeah. What was your high? High for the year is <laughs> quitting my job. Yes. Quitting my full-time job. That was I good. honestly want to take a poll. How many people out there quit their jobs that they hated oh because, or were inspired by you? Yeah. I think that's amazing. Quit, but be careful. But be careful. <laughs> quit. Tell me more. Yeah, quit, but only if you succeed, let me know. Because <laughs> I've quit and not succeeded. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, it was obvious. Like I was just doing this, you know, I was just doing these stuff that was just not me. And then, you know, there was a conversation that I knew I was going to quit. And then a conversation happened. I was like, oh, this is like actually the perfect situation. And I just did it. And it's never as hard as you think. And I said a hundred times, like, this will be the last corporate job I have. I don't give a fuck. I will serve my ass off. I will babysit. I'll do whatever I need to do, which in this situation, we didn't need to do, but Mm -hmm. I will make this happen. And it just felt really good to kind of like stand up for myself and kind of break that pattern that I thought that I needed that job. You know, I thought I needed a job like that to like pay the bills and that I can make this life happen. You know, I can live with more flexibility and everything like that. So yeah, to like actually live in alignment with that and like practice what I was preaching. And not that I'm saying that if you have a full-time job and a side hustle, you are not practicing what you're preaching by any stretch of the imagination. Like I've done that and like, I will continue to do that. You know, I think that's one of the strongest things, but for me to practice preaching more balance, more trust and faith in what we're doing, 
um, more trust and faith in what I was doing and the one part and more trust and faith that like I should put more energy to something that's serving me rather than something that's not. And it was so glaringly obvious to me at the end that this wasn't the fit, you know, this wasn't going to work for me. You know, even though all love to the company and the people that I worked with, they were amazing. And I, you know, still friends with them. There was something that was like very obvious to me that I needed to do until I needed to follow that. So it's been like six months now, five months wow. now. It's been that long. Yeah. And it's been, it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did it? Just not, I had, I was driving the other day. What was I, I don't know where I was going. And the, it was like the morning or something. And I was like on the highway and I literally had that like stress. I'm like, oh my God, I used to be on this fucking highway every morning. And I'd be on the phone with you talking about work stuff on my way to work. And just like, oh my God. I was like, dude, this feeling was so anxious. Mm-hmm. Always having something to do. Someone, you know what I mean? It just, I think about that often, like- ugh the expectation in an office. And by the way, if you have an office job and love it and a corporate job and love it, I love you. Mm-hmm. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I've loved jobs that I had. Yeah. But I think it's just this knowing that you have to meet some sort of, and listen, there are expectations every every moment of every day, but, but meeting that because you have to make a paycheck and keep a job is like a stress that, yes, I've felt before many times, but- I don't feel with this. It's a different type of quote unquote pressure. It's more of like an aligned urgency to like really get shit done and grow. And, you know, it's just like, I want to see this stuff in the world. You know, like what we want to do is like, I have an urgency around creating all this like amazing stuff and like actually getting this out and Mm -hmm. like doing this and paying service to like you guys, you know, like serving you guys in the best way we can and finding ways to help you grow and help you elevate your business or help you be a better person or feel better in your body. Like there's so many messages that we hear or, you know, from the guests we have on or our growth that I want to be a part of with you. And, you know, we just want to like serve you the best way. And that's by creating more space in my schedule to do that. Mm -hmm. My high, there's a lot this year, but I think um, I had a moment when we were, uh, we got our meetings with, you know, the biggest agencies ever. For me, it wasn't about that. It wasn't about the agency. It was like that we were being seen for what we were doing, you know, not anything else. Just like they saw us from afar because we didn't reach out to any of them. You know, we were doing our thing. We've done all of this by ourselves up until this point, by ourselves, meaning with with our team, but um, no agency, no rep, no PR, no nothing. So, you know, to sit in that room and not have to prove anything was so different for me because I would be in rooms as an actor and just, you know, have to prove like why they should want to represent me or why they should want to cast me. And it felt just so good. And they are wonderful humans. We're, you know, our agency is amazing and we're excited, you know, for an incredible year with them. But it was more about, it was more about like realizing that like, wow, like we can have it all. We can really be seen and people will want to help us and elevate us. 
and we ourselves can do this as a full-time gig. Um, personally, like I really have felt like, wow, I can, I can have a relationship whenever that comes in. I can like have a family eventually and do this. Like I really can have it all. And I've been trying to even like little things that I do or decisions I make or things I say, or how I'm walking into certain rooms. I'm like, if I were someone who has it all, how would I talk about this or walk into this room or choose this, whatever it is. And it kind of helps me to embody it. Cause for so long, I just didn't believe it. Even though I was like out there, everyone's like, Lindsay's going to be an actor and it's going to be great. It's, I had, I never believed it. I wanted to do it, but like in my like DNA, didn't believe it. So to be so aligned with this and then to be in a room like that, that I would dream of being in and not have to prove anything just felt so awesome. You know, feel that. I mean, I'm a girl from Ohio, so I don't know. Well, that's what's nice what about being doing. in the room with you too, because. Because I don't care. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. You know what I mean? I never thought I'd be with an agency in my life. Yeah, exactly. Never thought I'd get out the nasty. <laughs> out of the cage. Never thought I'd get out of Cincinnati. So <laughs> I don't care either way. Mm-hmm. But I'm really thankful that we're working with a great team. And now I see the value. But yeah, it just helps. I mean, that's with anything. It's like helps to not care. <laughs> Totally. The desperation people can smell. And I'm sure, you know, people come in that like really want it or whatever. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's with jobs. I just always think that it's like, if you really want it, try to not want it. (laughs) Yeah. But I think we're at a, what I, what is good about this like timing of everything is that we don't necessarily need it to succeed, but it will definitely help accelerate and to get us whatever all the things but that's the difference in the feeling there is no like i need this like i have you know so yeah. it's it's nice because it's almost like when people have that wanting it's like you know in your heart it's not there you know i remember dating people and being like oh my you know and every time they'd like leave you you'd be like oh a little scared or like a little totally. nervous or you know, with a job when you want it so bad, it's almost like, cause you don't have it and you're not going to have it. So it's like, you're forcing it. Yeah. I did I that with soul cycle too. You know, probably wanted it so bad and I'm like trying to force it and it was yes. never there, but it's like, you know, when I was like looking for jobs for so long, it was like the job that I felt the least anxious about was the one that I got, you know, the ones where I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how the energy that you put into it kind of comes back in a in a similar way. Anxious way. Yes. All right. What did we learn this year? Oh boy. Well, let me Have tell you that you can go two months without shaving your legs and no one will know. <laughs> mm. Besides your boyfriend. I don't think he even knows either. <laughs> Who knows? I don't think so. Sometimes it's so long, it's just soft. Absolutely. What I learned is loyalty. Got to stay loyal. <laughs> Just kidding. I learned that there is, I guess like just with our community, I've really learned and seen how powerful it is when you show up authentically and vulnerably and how people reply, respond to that. You know, it can seem very scary to be vulnerable or be honest with strangers, um, you know, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, but 
there is, it's like such a, I've seen such a beautiful reply. I haven't seen anything be really negative, you know? Like it's like when I do show up as my most authentic, I, we get the best response and it's just been amazing. And also, you know, not even, not, not even related to me, but in the secret Facebook group, when there's the, the women in the group that show up or our events and they're just very honest and heartfelt and themselves, like it is such a beautiful net for them. So, um, I've just been really, really encouraged by that and really, really excited by that, um, to take that into the new year is like, moving forward with the belief that like, there are so many good people in the world. There are so many smart people in the world. There are so many um, people that are dedicated and driven to doing the right thing. And it can seem really dark at times, you know, with the media and with what's going on politically. But um, I've been given more hope this year than anything. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I think outside of what makes it so much more than a podcast and makes it so much more of a, of a space. So I hope that, you know, years from now that there are different like arms and legs of this where people feel like they can share creatively and authentically and emotionally in so many different ways, you know, with us there just to say, absolutely, you know, like kind of giving them permission or whatever it is. Um, access. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause we need more of that, mm-hmm. but people get addicted to the, the negative or the gossip or the, whatever's on TV, the trends that are, you know, even just like a TMZ that's just feeding into like perpetuating, talking about people in a way that is like all allegedly, you know, not really finding the truth. And we're able to sit down and talk to people and talk about like their truth and their honest story. And same with people in the group, just really hearing them. So Yeah, I completely, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. And I've also learned that you can really cultivate like good parts of yourself and good parts of your life. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like from a personal perspective in my relationship with Justin, like our relationship is as good as I want to cultivate it to be. As much as the work I want to do mentally and emotionally on my own to cultivate my love for him and to cultivate a space for us at home and- time for him and like an allowing of him being who he wants to be, being the best version of himself rather than maybe something I want him to be, you know, has been a really powerful thing. So, you know, by taking time in the morning or at night or during the day when I'm thinking of him to think about all the things I love and to appreciate his journey and his journey with me and just be very grateful, you know, for what we have, even, you know, in times that are, you know, where we're arguing, it's like taking a moment and I'll try and meditate and be like, Justin is infinite love. Justin is infinite love. Justin is infinite love. And like seeing him in that light and seeing him as someone that is also learning, you know, that is also doing their best and that is learning from me. And, you know, as someone that needs to be or that I feel like sometimes I need to be very cautious about how I handle situations because I want to show up in the best way possible. I guess that we're all human. So that has been also something that I've really learned too, especially like in our five and a half years together. Yeah. I know he's seen you through it all, mm-hmm. which is really- It's crazy. I mean, if I think about it, like, yeah, I mean, because when we met, I was like- 
I was a club club days. Mm-hmm. I was like literally clubbing twenty four seven. I was like at the club every weekend, and I was working at my first job that I you know that one job, and then I was in Chicago, and then yeah, you see me through all these jobs and all these like versions of me and all these like music festivals and all these neon tank tops <laughs> <laughs> from tanning to not tanning, mm-hmm. from Quest Bar eating to not Quest Bar eating. It's been a journey. Yeah. I know, but it's weird because it's when you're with someone all the time, you're just like, you don't think about it. But if, I mean, if you really think about it, I know. I wonder if he's ever thought about that. I don't know, man. I know. Probably hey, Jay, baby. Definitely not. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's crossed his mind, but not in the the deeper sense reflection totally. that we were apt to do. What did I learn this year? I learned uh, to let go of my plans. I learned that let go and let God literally. That's what my tattoo says (laughs) on my ass. (laughs) Well, it's more like I'm not the person I was when I was making the plans for what I thought it was going to be. So if I am, Oh, is that the new tattoo? Wow. (laughs) That was a good one. Well, cause you think about it. I'm, I'm 31 now, but a lot of what I dreamed of, like dreaming of being out here in LA and what I'm doing, I dreamed of when I was 23, 24. I mean, just like you, like I've had so many iterations of myself. And I had dreams of being a senior account manager (laughs) (laughs) at a a software tech company. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it, it would be silly to even assume that like I had the same exact dreams the framework of it, like the fact that I want to, you know, perform. And I mean that just in the sense, like, just want to share my creativity in whatever way that is aligned with me. And I'm doing that now and continue to let that evolve. But it used to be, I want to be a star on Broadway, you know, just kind of letting go of these really like hard dreams meaning like very specific because I think like it's really fun to just float in the prospect that something much bigger and more impactful and more aligned could be literally around the corner. And it was. So I learned that. And then I also learned just to, if I'm not like feeling good, if I'm like low, I can be low. And if I'm high, I can be like, openly high and let people know that I'm high. Cause I think I just, for so long, I've always just been the balancer and wanted to make sure everyone was chilling and happy. And if I was feeling low, I wouldn't want to bring anyone around me down. So I would just kind of come back up to neutral and be like, yeah, everything's fine. You know? So not worrying too much about what other people think about how I'm feeling because what my feelings are, are true and they are mine. And then also being compassionate to others who are doing that sometimes because I was so like strict about it. Then if someone else was having a moment and a fit about something or like super happy about something, I'd be like, they have no social awareness. Like some people are uncomfortable with that. You know what I mean? So just allowing myself to feel how I'm feeling fully. Um, Because then I just feel like the feeling moves through you and it's not stuck and then comes up later in a fight with your mom or something. You know, it just, 
So it's really, it's been interesting. I'm still practicing it, but I've definitely learned that because, and you know, who helped is our community, like us being ourselves with them and being like, yo, I'm having a day or I'm dealing with this shit. And then being like, oh my God, been there or, oh my God, like let it out. You know, I just, I feel so heard and, and supported. So yeah. Yeah. I like the, the feelings thing, you know, too. It's like not judging yourself for feeling that way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's interesting. You know, I could see that as like something, you know, with you and with your life, you know, just allowing yourself to really feel that. And I always, I I am starting to now to think about that too. Like when I think about myself and how much I have going on or you and how much you have going on, when you know people very deeply, which a lot of people do on the podcast, you know, you have your core people that you know very, very deeply and you know everything that they're going through or working on. It's like, think about that. Every time you walk past someone, there's like a little universe that's like, that's, going on and that's growing and expanding or shrinking. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we don't think about with people. So oftentimes now, you know, if I go up to a workout class and I'm just not feeling it in the morning, it's like, I'm checking in and I'm like, I think about it like, oh, she could probably think that I'm kind of cold because I'm not feeling it right now. You know, it's 7am, whatever. And it's like, just interesting to kind of think about someone judging you when you may judge them for something and kind of how you have to be so much more forgiving of people because you never know, you know, what, what their morning was like, what their night was like, you know, what they're dealing with or what they're going through. So, yeah, I think that's a good one. And hopefully, you know, both of our compassion, I definitely have seen yours has expanded for people just for everything that they're going through. Yeah. Usually if, if I'm, or I'm starting to do this where if I get a little triggered by someone's behavior. I then I'm trying to think about, do I judge myself for the same thing? You know what I mean? Like it's almost like this little mirror. So I don't know. I mean, see if y'all can think about like when you, cause we all are, we're always judging. Like judging is not a bad thing. It's just, I think human nature and what we do. So just certain things if I'm worried about what someone is going to think of what I say, or I'm, or I'm thinking, sorry, scratch that. What I'm thinking when I first started going to therapy and you expressed, this is kind of one of the things where you're worried that they're going to judge you. And that's exactly how I was operating. I was like, I don't want to say that in that way because I think she's going to judge me or she's going to judge the people I'm talking about, like my parents. So Mm. I'd be like, but my mom's like a really amazing and she is. (laughs) And there I go again. It's like, she's like, I don't, you know, like it was more about me worried about judging my mother's or my father's or my sister's behavior. That was, it was more of that reflection, if oh, that wow. makes sense. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just a good check because some usually it's something going on with you if you're judging the same thing over and over. Yeah, that's true. But everyone sucks. Everyone, everyone sucks, sucks, including me. <laughs> yeah, that's actually something too. In addition to that, I want to um, be more honest in 2019. And, you know, I've just sensed that conversation with Colette of Clarit Wellness in Vancouver. I've just been really inspired by that. I've really been inspired by the permission to be more honest in a very loving and open way. Mm -hmm. You know, I was with um, a friend the other day and we were really having this conversation and she was talking about, um, 
you know, some things going on in her life. But every time she talks about it, she kind of, she's like, you know, it's fine. Like whatever. And because her life is so good on paper, you know, she kind of has the assumption that, and you know, she's beautiful, talented, smart, has this perfect life, beautiful, everything. She doesn't allow herself to express how she feels because she feels like she has no room to complain. And I think that's like a thing that people feel oftentimes when their life looks so good on paper is that they don't have the right to feel certain feelings because it's not, there's people that are dealing with worse or that have gone through worse or that are experiencing worse pains, but it's really like the unallowing of yourself to feel anything but just to be happy, you know, isn't fair. And so we were talking and it was nice because I could kind of like talk to her about that. Like she brought it up in a way, but then we kind of explored it. And I just spoke a lot more honestly about my observations about her in that way, in a very safe and loving way than I would have normally. You know, I kind of would have normally been like, yeah, you know, I don't think that or, but I do, I think that, you know, I think that she doesn't validate her feelings because her life seems so perfect, whatever. Point of the story is I want to be more honest, you know, with people in my life, like, there's a family member that I was very honest with recently that, you know, something had been weighing on my chest and I wanted to express it to them. And so I just want to do that because sometimes I'm realizing that when I'm not being honest, I don't, people don't think I'm involved in their life or people don't think I care. If I'm never expressing anything but the same emotion of like, yeah, sure, whatever. It's almost like I'm not giving them all of me and I'm not expressing enough that I care for them or that I care enough to see them grow and evolve. So that's something, you know, else. And it's also really, I think it brings you closer to people. Yes. <laughs> the people that are open to receive it, you know, and then it gives them the permission to be honest too. Like I love when people are honest. I, I'm sure there was a time where I didn't. I'm sure there was a time where I was like, that's uncomfortable. But when people are, ooh, I'm like, yes. I know. Okay, I can do that. Honestly. I can do that. <laughs> I know. Seriously. It's a really good one. All right. All right. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. One. So we have in 2019, some great things coming that we're excited to work with you guys on or have you guys be a part of or listen to your feedback um, that you share in the group or via DM, however you reach out to us. But you are such a pivotal part of the work that we're doing in the new year. And that is, um, you know, a few things. So one of those that we're really excited about that we're going to be launching in the next couple of weeks is the ambassador program. So when Lindsay and I went on tour last year, we saw how impactful the events that we were hosting were not for the fact that it was Lindsay and I, but for the fact that it brought together all of these amazing women that are interested in health, wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, personal growth, mm -hmm. being supportive of other women. So we saw these amazing connections being made, these amazing conversations being had, people laughing, people crying, all this great stuff. And we wanted to replicate that. So with our ambassador program, we have been working with women in certain cities all around the world, and they will be helping us to create these amazing spaces for you guys to connect more deeply with one another, to create that amazing community with the almost 30 podcast values um, as your foundation for you know these awesome get togethers. Yeah. And if you haven't already, um, there are subgroups for over what, 40 cities now. And if you don't see your city's subgroup, um, please email us at community at almost30podcast.com. 
and um, we'll get that started for you. Um, and then also we will be on tour. So we are deep in planning right now, but we are excited to visit cities that we have not been to yet and revisit cities that we have been to with um, bigger live shows. So bringing on guests that we love, um, you know, connecting with you all, which is our favorite part. Uh, and then we have big dreams and we are planning for the college tour. So if you or someone you know is in college and perhaps needing these types of conversations and information and inspiration, please let us know. We'd love the appropriate contact at the school. We want to make this happen. We are going to work really hard. It's not always easy to plan at a college with their uh, set programming. So any way that you all can help would be just, you know, so, so, so helpful to us as we plan this. Yeah. So tours going international, we're going to be stateside and then we're going to be doing the college tours next year because we found that the connections that we make with you and being able to hold your hands and hug you in person is completely invaluable. We love you guys so much. You are the reason that we are doing what we are doing and we will continue to work really hard for you. And then um, on the Your Podcast Pro front, we have our course starting in a week from now. And that is going to be great. Six weeks of amazing content with our course enrollees. And then the podcast or the website per se will still be a space where you can find resources for whatever you need as it relates to podcasting. So maybe you know someone that actually has a podcast, send it to them. They could probably use a lot of what we have. Yes. Is that it? That's it. That's it. I think retreat. Yes. We'll keep you posted. Oh yeah, retreat. we had people asking. About I know the people retreat. keep asking about the retreat. You guys, it's a, it's quite, it's quite a thing to plan because mm-hmm. we want it to be. But we're just picky like, as hell. We, you don't even know. Like, want it to be so good for you. It's, it's a little challenging. Yeah. So be patient, and um, we're excited to hopefully do that this year. Yes. We cannot wait. So almost 30 podcast on Instagram, uh, secret, almost 30 podcast, Facebook group. I am hundred blog on Instagram, H U N D R E D blog. Lindsay is Lindsay Simsek, L I N D S E Y S I M C I K. And, um, if this is your first time listening, welcome to almost 30 podcast. This one's a little bit different than we normally do. We wanted to get personal. Um, but we are excited you are here and excited you are a part of this journey with us. Yeah. We love you. And just know if you're first time listener, this community is really safe, supportive, loving. So tap in, don't be afraid. Join the group. We love you.